0: You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm
1: really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. mike mm-hmm. Mike Amos! Yes,
0: Joseph. How are you? <laughs>
1: I am good, it's been a couple weeks
0: It has, it has, we took a break It was, uh, I, I mean I had a nice little break I don't know, did you do anything fun?
1: No, I got a lot of rest
0: Yeah, well got that's good The spark plug's
1: changed in the car Oh, well, hey, <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> It wasn't running too smoothly, but now it runs like, like a car should run
0: Nice, well you know those spark plugs are kind of important
1: Yeah, uh, so I've heard
0: You know, you don't get that gap size just right And that thing just will not turn over so uh, what else is up? Anything new?
1: Uh nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing,
0: nothing new. new. Happy New Year! Happy
1: New Year! Happy
0: New Year to all of you listening. And uh, Mike, I just re-upped for another year on our Podbean.
1: Yay! So, well, so I got to keep doing this for another year.
0: Well, yeah, because I've now paid for it. So, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember how much it was. It's over a little over a hundred dollars, I think. So, uh, all of you are uh, making it worth it because there are lots of listeners out here and i say lots we're 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 nearing a hundred tradition you know and you know uh, per show it looks like we're, we're getting there mike we're yes, getting there we are so now that we are back what do you got do you have anything uh, coming up for events
1: oh my no i do not oh you didn't even look did no, you no i didn't no i didn't oh mike I'm unprepared. Uh, There is something coming up with Mara Little Theater in February. There is. Would you like to talk about it? Well, we can talk about that. Mr. Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) And Judge. And uh, yeah. Um, And Mr. Drinker, too. Dr. Drinker. Uh, Yes. uh, Radium Girls is a play about uh, an event that happened back in the early 1920s. Uh, There was a shop where they were painting... um, uh, I can't say the word. Illuminated? Yeah. Yeah. Glow in the dark uh, hands on on watches, and a lot of the uh, it was ladies mostly that worked there were getting sick from the materials they were using, and uh, it's kind of a, a a sad story. It does have its uh, lighter moments, um, but what are the dates again?
0: So uh, radium girls is the title of the show and it will take place at the capitol theater in mount gilead 22 west high street february 10th 11th and 12th the information will be coming out soon we cast the show just before christmas and held our first rehearsal last night and it uh, it went very well we started blocking last night and uh There's some friendly faces, uh, some faces coming back. So Mike Wilson is in here, of course. And uh, Emily Levings, Allison Mount, um, uh, Aiden Moore, uh, Andrew Carver, and Andy Wick. Um, Let's see, who else? Joy McLaughlin, uh, Christy Goodman, Stephen Goodman. uh, Gosh, who else is in there? Now oh Deb Knezli yes, uh, yes Alita Jones uh some 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 faces that everyone should know or have heard of I'm sure will be in there and if I have forgotten anybody I apologize um there's uh I think 12 and uh even talked to a certain lady that I've tried to get on stage for a while I tried to get her late mother on stage and uh we just weren't able to do that but uh we're going to have a cameo and uh, I'm going to keep that one as, as a surprise I okay. think I think we're going to surprise that it'll be a soundbite um but it will still be uh getting her on on the show and uh so
1: it's it's also directed by mr joey powell
0: yeah it is directed by me with uh two ad's this first time for these two ladies to ad aaron whipple and aaron uh, aaron whipple and randy spoon um you i if you go to Mount Gilead or if you're around the Mount Gilead Public Library you know one or both of those young ladies and uh it's going to be a blast. I'm super excited about it. Uh we're going to uh uh Hitch in the Fields I think with this show. Um this show Hitch in the Fields? Hitch hit in the f- in the fields. It's going to make you feel something.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. I never heard that expression oh, really? before. That's No. <laughs> oh.
1: Well, I I like
0: to do shows that, you know, hit you in the feels. I want you to feel something. I don't want you... I mean, yeah, it's one thing if you walk away happy. Like most of the shows, you walk away happy and you sing the tune. Well, this is a play. It's definitely a drama. There are some comedy things that we found in there last night, um, you know, with our first night of blocking. But for the most part, it's going to be... um, It's sad in a way. Uh, You know, one of the... So the, the Department of Labor... Uh, is is involved in the show here, but OSHA didn't exist at this time. No, it did not. And you know, OSHA probably would have been beneficial to these young ladies at the time. And uh, there is a book out there you can listen to, or you can read it, depending on how you like to do that. And um, it's just, it's amazing. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a fact right now, Mike. Uh, most of these young ladies. Uh, are dece- I mean, all, they're all. I think they're all deceased. Sure. But uh, the ones we're going to talk about in this show, their graves still to to today are radioactive. Wow. You can actually pick up the radioactivity with a Geiger counter at their graves. Um, that. That's. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, that kind of just, you know, you, you felt, you, you feel it a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to tell the story. Um, we're going to try to do it right. So, this is not, it is based on their story, but it is not their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there has been some uh, creative writing added, uh, but overall, the story is is accurate. Some of the girls' names are true. Some of them have been covered up or changed. Um, just in the diary of Anne Frank. They did the same thing. Um they you know, they uh, Otto Frank when he published Anne's diary, he did not um have permission to use um the Von Don's, you know, name and so that's not the real name though. Just so, you know, folks don't know, because he you know, he didn't have the permission and and uh you know, they didn't use that same name. So just wanted to share that with you a little bit. And um well, So what's the date again, Joey? February tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Make sure people can put that. Friday, now, how Saturday, are we Sunday. Going to have tickets available. Tickets will be available through a link. We'll share that on our Facebook page as well as Mar Theater's Facebook page. It's not been built yet since okay. the show just was cast. Um, so I did clarify for sure that we are a go for that date. So we are booked, ready to go. So the marketing piece will be coming out soon. And, uh, you know, if anyone is out there listening and you would like to support Mar Little Theater, you uh, can feel free to uh, send a check to P.O. Box 86, Mount Gilead, Ohio, 43338, and you can put donation in there. Um, you know, we we really we spend every penny wisely. We look at how best we can use that penny and um, we're thankful for every penny that we that we get. And another organization that could use your pennies or dollars would be the Morrow County Historical Society.
1: Oh, yes, sir. Indeed.
0: Now, what is one way that I could easily give you $10, Mike, and feel like I'm getting something in return right
1: away? (laughs) Well, you can always give that directly to one of our officers, but uh, you can also put that in the mail and send it to um, 17 West High Street, Mount Gilead four, three, 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 eight. And, uh, we do get a lot of donations that way. Now uh, it, it's unique. Our mailbox is unique in that, uh, we use the old, uh, banks. Um, this used to be a bank, the night deposit box, the night deposit box. So yeah. The mailman mail person comes along and drops it in there. And that's kind of neat, but, uh, yes, we can always use uh, support. And if you have something specific, you want that to go to, you're welcome to write that on the check as well. Uh, That's probably the best way is
0: by mail. So if I want to feel like I got something, something that maybe the days are numbered, Mike, how could I do that? Where would I go to get, say, I don't know, a calendar from the Historical Society?
1: calendars, calendars. (laughs) You were giving me hints, weren't you? I was, yeah. (laughs) Well, the Mara County Historical Society has put out the uh, the, uh, historical calendars every year for 20, I'm going to say 24 years, maybe more, um and this year's is out it's uh kind of comparing photos from the past to what that structure or scene looks like today uh you can get those count now now the uh history center is closed for the season will be open again in april however those calendars are available at the capitol theater
0: i have two left by the
1: way i sold one over the weekend we'll we'll have to get you more uh we also have them available over at the uh, mount Gilead public library the Cardington Library, the uh, Sames & Cook. Um, You can also get them out at um, uh, Hartman Printers. There are other places that I can't think of, but that's a pretty wide selection of places right there.
0: If you would like to find out more information on getting those, you can also Facebook the Morrow County Historical Society, and uh, everything you need to know about the Historical Society is right there on that Facebook page. You guys keep that updated and uh ready to go and um, I cannot wait. Mike, let's have uh, some of your team members on from the Historical Society to talk about uh some of the new things that they're going to open with this spring.
1: Oh, we can most certainly I think that do would that. be a pretty cool thing. Yeah, maybe. It would be.
0: Yeah. If they'll do it.
1: Oh, I have got some folks that are more than willing to do. Oh, talk. I'm sure. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure.
0: So, Mike, uh do you like playing um bingo? Uh
1: yeah, bingo's fun.
0: You go B I N G O.
1: And bingo was his name, oh. Well
0: see, I set you up and you spiked it. I'm proud <laughs> of you. Um so there are a couple different bingo things going on that I wanted to share. The first one is happening this Saturday, one seven looks like it's going to happen on the first Saturday of the month at the Perry Cook Memorial Library from 11 a.m. to noon. And it is bingo, and it says, Come join us for fun, family-friendly bingo games. Winners are awarded a choice of a book. And that is at 7406 County Road 242 in Mount Gilead. And that's up there uh, by Shock. And uh, let's see here, it's Saturday, January seventh. Saturday, February fourth. Saturday, March sec or March fourth, and April eighth, and May sixth. All the same times from eleven to noon, so it's an hour long, and they'll probably get a, co- a couple good rounds in there. I'm sure. So that's the first bingo one. The second bingo one that I found was from the Maringo American Legion. They have Thursday night bingo this Thursday from four thirty p.m. to ten p.m. and excuse me, the doors open at four thirty. This is come out early and get your seats. Pull tabs and e bingo as well as food are available from the Legion Auxiliary. So I'm assuming that this is going to uh, probably do fairly well for them as a fundraiser. They've got a picture here of some of the games that they, uh, that they do. So they'll do what they call early bird special or early bird board games. Uh, early bird games, sorry. There's a it's a four board card that you get. They're going to play five games. Uh, looks like three single bingos and two double bingos are going to be the way of those. And honestly, it looks like for the most part, um, it's fairly cheap. It's $25 to start. And then as you go up, uh, it it does add. So it looks like uh, your first packet is going to be $20 and then $5 for each additional packet at that point. And they've got like um, the Bonanza, uh, Double Bingo, Letter X, Crazy T, the Coverall. Um, I always hated that one the coverall when I would go with my grandma. Um, Fond memories of that. She would try to do bingo. I tell you what, she would have, Mike, kid you not, she would have probably 60 bingo squares. She'd be playing 60 cards at a time, and she'd still be pulling pull tabs in between the bingos. She always amazed me.
1: Don't she have any kind of uh, good luck charms like a stuffed animal or anything? No. A lot of people do that with... Yeah, keto.
0: she actually... Uh, this lady, I tell you what, she could go up and drop a quarter into a machine at the casino and just win. Um, yeah. I used to love going down. Once I turned 21, I could go to the casino with her because I'd walk up and she'd say, here's $100, will you go get me a drink and then keep, you can keep the change? <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, I can go get you a drink and keep the change. So... Um, some fun things there from the Moringo Legion that starts this Friday, Mike. We also have uh, Photography One Hundred and One being put on at the Sullivver Public Library, and it says join photographer Amberlyn Choina. Hey, we know her. They actually uh, just wrapped up the Choyna family um, family. Christmas, but the big light display that right. they do, they actually changed it from Christmas to, I think, Harry Potter-themed. Might have been the, the second version there. Uh, it was damaged this year from the, the big winter storm, Stormageddon, I guess. And, uh, you know, so they got that back together. But she's going to uh, teach a free class which will explain photography basics and how to shoot in manual <laughs> mode. This class will cover how to adjust your settings and what the settings do the setting settings are not just camera specific but can only be adjusted on cameras with the ability to shoot in manual mode bring your slr dslr or mirrorless camera to class if you have one for ages 12 and up class will be held downstairs at the Silver public library and that starts january 14th at ten thirty a.m and, Mike, why don't you share your next one while I grab the...
1: Yeah, I have a couple things here. First of all, I want to give congratulations to uh, our friend Russ Mayer. Uh, he was recognized by the Williamsport Grange as Volunteer of the Year. So, good job, Russ. I know you listen to us occasionally, so uh, maybe you'll hear this. Uh, there's going to be a spay and neuter clinic. Ooh, Mike.
0: Spay a spay and neuter clinic? I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> oh, it's
1: for the animals. It's got funny. you. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my! I almost dropped my phone. Um, the humane. I'll, I'll read what's here. Uh, small print. So give me a minute. The Humane Society of Morrow County, in cooperation with the Columbus-based Mobile Rascal Unit, will host a cat. Oh, it's for cats only. Spay and Neuter Clinic Tuesday, January thirty first. It's thirty five dollars each. Uh, Morrow County residency required. It will be at the Big Walnut Joint Fire District in Marengo. Um, hmm, that's <coughs> interesting. interesting. I'm looking for times here, and I, um, I'm sure you could probably look at the the. Um the
0: society's page on facebook for that you, info. Could,
1: you can look at that i'm looking actually right now at uh, what's happening in morrow county it's also a good uh good source of uh, information um so that's when it is I-, I do not see the time here so uh
0: we'll share that out on facebook we'll find that post that mike has and uh, we'll share that out uh mike did you know that you can uh feed your birds in the winter well, it's true in case you, you know, <laughs> just you don't want to stare at me. Uh so the uh the Ohio State Extension Office of Morrow County is hosting one of their Master Gardener uh, volunteer classes. They'd like to invite you to make a feeding, a bird feeder for the winter. It's $8 fee for the class. And you are actually going to make your own suet feeder for the songbirds in your yard. Oh, my. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. So um, right now the birds still have access to the grass and to, you know, any of the worms or whatever because it's still warm enough. Um, but as we, you know, I just saw today that they said that we could have another big drop in temperatures and some snow coming up uh, here to, uh, probably in the next week or so, I think they said. Not 100% sure. But I'm, pro- I'm sure we're going to have another big snowstorm But uh, that's coming up. That's going to be on the 18th of January. That's a Wednesday evening. It's at 6 p.m. You do need to reserve your spot by calling 419-947-1070 and uh, get your information in. And you also do need to prepay for that just as an FYI. And, again, that is put on by the Ohio State University Extension Office of Morrow County. Mike?
1: Uh, Yes, I just wanted to uh, shout out uh, to Jody Hayes. Uh she was given a well deserved honor. She is always the first to jump in and lend a hand to others. Many of us have benefited from her services, from the many social service organizations that she is involved in. And she was uh honored by as a helpline Guardian for good. So Jody, great job. We appreciate all that you do out there in the community. Um Thanks, thanks for all you do. Very much appreciated. So it's funny you mentioned that, because
0: I was actually going to go and dig that up, because I had it marked for us to share, and uh, you beat me to it. So, well, thanks a lot for that, Mike. Well,
1: here's one. Uh, The Mara County Dog Shelter is, this is from December 18th, but I'm sure it's ongoing. Um, Looking for donations. Oh, this is just telling us that their donation drive was a big success. Oh. Thank thank you, everybody, that dropped things off. So uh, I'm sure there are still things that you could find that they need, such as dog food and and uh, some things. You can probably go to their uh, Morrow County Dog Shelter Facebook page, and if you want to help out the uh, uh, dog shelter, I'm sure there's things they could use out there. I know sometimes they're looking for people to just take the dogs out and walk them. So, yeah, I mean, they've got that
0: fenced-in outdoor space, but mm-hmm. really the dogs need to be... They need to be watched, you know, while they're out there. But uh, I do see a post every now and then uh, from them. And uh, Mike, this weekend, if you're bored and you have about three hours and sixteen minutes worth of time that you would like to watch a movie, why don't you come to the Capitol Theater on Friday at six p.m.? Yes, you heard that correct. At six p.m., we're only showing Avatar Two: The Way of the Water, The Way of Water. Uh, We're showing that one time each night because it is so long. Um, So we're showing it at 6 p.m. on Friday and Saturday and 2 p.m. at Sunday. And it's going to be $4 for Friday and Saturday and $3 for Sunday. So hope to see you all there. It did get good reviews other than the fact that it is three hours long. Yeah, Um, That is, you know, it's a little over three hours. But it did get some really good reviews. So I'm hoping... That that will be um, something fun. And Mike, oh, Sulliver Public Library has actually created a way uh, by working with the Capitol Theater. You can rent a movie pass now. Oh, really? You can rent a movie pass <laughs> for up to four people to come to the movie. So you rent it and it's only good through that one week on Sunday for only up to four people. But it will get up to four people in.
1: I think that's just a pretty cool thing. It is. It is.
0: Never had I ever thought about being able to rent a movie pass for a family of four from the library. But they contacted us and wanted to do that. And uh, we were super excited, but asked them if we could wait until after the new year to make that happen. And uh, we're, so we're going to make it happen, Mike. I oh, thought that was pretty cool. You got anything else, sir? Um, I think that's it for now. I mean, yeah. we've We've talked about a lot. So, Mike, it's time, for the first time this year, let's go back in time. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm arms here. and legs inside of the vehicle. Please keep your arms down, screaming to a minimum as we take off. Now, I can't play the music that I usually play there because it says that you're currently open, and you're not. So the Historical Society won't be back open until when, April? April. Until April, yes. So it's currently closed. We'll work on that, getting that fixed for you. But in the meantime, Mike, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Well, we're going back to talk about a man that was a jeweler for many years in Cardington. His name was George Frew. And um, I have a newspaper article from October of 1951. I presume it's the Morrow County Independent... um, I'm going to read it and talk about Mr. Fru a little bit. Uh, interesting man. Operating his jewelry and watch repair business from a wheelchair. George Frew, 74 at that time in 1931, 1951. Excuse me. Um, 74. Cardington's oldest retailer will complete 50 years of business in the community on Monday, October 1st. This would have been in 1951. Stricken at the age of 13 months by polio, which paralyzed uh, his left leg and upper left arm, Fru has never walked. Despite his handicap, he has successfully operated a business and maintained a variety of interests. <clears throat> Excuse me. His store has been located during the entire half century at its present location, which was 123 South Ma- uh, South. Uh, Marion Street in Cardington. For the past 44 years, he has lived within a block and a half of the business, operating his wheelchair without assistance, except on entering his place of business or residence. Although his 50 years in business is unusual, chance resulted at his locating in Cardington and also in entering the jewelry and watch repair business. A native of Warsaw, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> a native of Warsaw in Coshocton County, Mister Frew learned watch repairing there. While Reverend E. H. Curtis of Cardington was preaching in Warsaw, he formed a partnership with John Mowry for the operation of a monument shop in Cardington. Mister Frew's brother Joseph was employed as a salesman for the firm, and with her mother. Mrs. Amanda Frew, Joseph, and George Frew moved to Cardington. Temporarily unemployed, Mr. Frew's opportunity to enter the jewelry and watch business came with the sudden death of P. N. Freeman, who operated a store in the location of the present Frew business. And keep in mind, this is in 1951, this was written. For a number of years, Mr. Frew conducted an extensive business in the sale of of Edison phonographs, pianos, and sheet music. This, this print is small, by <laughs> the way. This later being discontinued. In addition to his business, Mr. Frew has maintained a variety of interest. A motorist since 1907, he has traveled extensively in the United States. Mr. Frew is an avid reader, ready con- conversationalist, hunter, music lover, and sports fan. His 1907 Holzman Buggy machine, a runabout, was one of the uh, first half-dozen or so automobiles in Morrow County. The machine he drove to a number of nearby towns and went as far as Coshocton over unimproved roads of the day. A round trip from Cardington to Marion and Waldo and home was considered quite a trip in the early days of motoring. Until the last few years, Mr. Frew, has driven his own car, his automobiles being especially equipped for his use. Traveling extensively, he has been to most scenic and historical spots in the United States except California. Two years ago with his wife, Mr. Frew took a trip to Montreal, the New England states, and New York. In 1947, they took a vacation trip to the Rockies. Another tour tour is being contemplated for the summer of 1952. That is so cool. Um, a music lover, Mr. Frew, has attended numerous symphony co- concerts in Columbus and other Ohio cities. Among his memories is that of meeting Fritz Chrysler, uh, as the famed violinist and Mr. Frew's party entered the side entrance of Memorial Hall, Columbus, at the same time. He follows baseball and football although he follows the Cleveland Indians and Ohio State football team with considerable interest through newspaper and radio. Mr. Frew has never seen a Major League Baseball game or a Big Ten football game. A Methodist, he attended Sunday school regularly until recently. Despite his handicap, Mr. Frew has enjoyed good health. He believes that he has missed less than two weeks' work in 50 years because of ill health. It was with regret that he was unable to go to his place of business for two days last winter because of the heavy snowfall. The accompanying uh, well, there's a photo here. It was taken by Hayes Alry, who was one time the uh, mayor of Cardington, and I portrayed him last year at the. Uh, I thought that name's the, name. Uh, cemetery walk. Um, it shows Mister Frew at his watch repair bench, where he spends most of his working hours. Mister Frew is the former. Mrs. Fru is the former Catherine Hoffmeyer. Since their marriage of 24 years ago, they have resided on 2nd Street, less than a block from his store. Prior to that time, he lived for 10 years at the present Carlos Miller property on South Marion Street. Before that, with Dave Amsbaugh, now, uh, now the David Howard property on East 2nd Street. And commenting on his half-century in business, Mr. Frew described the period as being a wonderful 50 years, citing the advancement in transportation, communication, science, and medicine. Interesting fact also uh, concerning the Morrow County Historical Society. If you come in uh, to the main lobby and look to your left, there's a big display case there. Beautiful. It was in uh, Bowen's Jewelers for many, many years. But it was originally in Mr. Fru's jewelry shop in Cardington and arrived there by train. Really? And the thing's very heavy. I've helped carry it several times. It's on loan from um, somebody in the community, Um, but uh, she has allowed us to have it. for a display case for several years now, so. Wow. So, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I've I've heard about Mr. Frew, but didn't know some of this information until I read this.
0: I think, so, for the time period, for him to have traveled as much as he traveled, being in a wheelchair, and having made the modifications to his car. And the roads weren't that good at that time. No, that is amazing. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Wow. So, Mike... On January the 3rd, on this day in history, uh, let's see here. January the 3rd, on this day in history, in 2004, the Mars Exploration Rover Spirit safely landed on Mars. 21 days later, its twin, uh, Opportunity, also arrived safely. Martin Luther was excommunicated on this day in 1521. King Tut's sarcophagus was uncovered on this day in 1924. Now, Mike, over the long break, I did watch a series on Egyptian um, elites, I guess, for lack of a better word. And they were talking about King Tut's tomb being so unique. It's the only one, usually... Uh, when you would go into a royals to, uh, into the, the, the tomb or the pyramid, you would go to the left and go up to the burial chamber. Mm-hmm. However, in this one it's off to the right. And when they look at they, they've, they've taken some images, they see where some of the stuff had been chipped off or ground off on the walls and redone. Oh my And they have been able to uncover, Some of the word, some of the, the, um, hieroglyphs, hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics. That's the word I can't say today. Uh, anyway, it looks like some of them have, uh, been accidentally left or they show that it was meant for a woman. Oh. And King Tut's father passed away when he was young. I think at age nine, maybe. So he was not ready to be the king at that point. And so they're saying that his mother, or his excuse me i think it was his stepmother actually was the queen and so she helped she ruled beside him and they think that they were building her tomb when he died he was only like 19 when he died very old they said he had a clubbed foot and many other issues due to the i don't like the word Inbreeding. inbreeding but that's what it was um and so they they found that uh you know his parents may not have necessarily been brother and sister but maybe first cousins in that instance. But I found that truly like amazing and they think that uh because there's only a short hallway they could tell where they'd knocked out a wall in order to put his tomb in um that it wasn't that that there's no he died so unexpectedly that they did not have time to prepare him a place so they used her space and the whole they think there might be that there might be more to where he was found but they can't remove because of the hieroglyphics that they'll destroy those if they try to get behind the wall because they think they put a fake stone to cover the doorway which is how they found his tomb anyway so they're doing x-rays and ultrasounds and stuff. It's really, really cool. It's on Paramount. I think it's called Secrets, and it's got the Egyptian um, artwork and stuff on it. It's super, super cool. Yeah. Um, Mike, do you know who Jack Ruby was? Yes. Do you know that he died on this day before his second trial in 1967? Yes, he did. And uh, this is Dallas nightclub manager Jack Ruby died. He was um, He was the nightclub owner who killed the alleged assassin of President John F. Kennedy. He died of cancer in Dallas in a Dallas hospital. Um on this day in nineteen fifty nine, Alaska was admitted into the union. Oh that's cool. Uh let's see
1: here. Did you get
0: did you see what I did there? Yeah. Cool. I and did you yeah. see me blow right past that? <laughs> <laughs> um in nineteen thirty eight FDR founds the march of dimes as mike crunches on ice over there i'll keep going here uh 1987 the rock and roll hall of fame inducted its first woman into the hall of fame and it announced the let's see here who was in there uh buddy holly chuck berry elvis presley fats domino uh, james brown jerry lee lewis little richard ray charles sam cook and the Everly brothers were all in there as well um let's see here and then on 1961 the cold war was well underway in the climax of the deteriorating relations between the united states and fidel castro's government in cuba president dwight d eisenhower closes the american embassy in havana and severs diplomatic relations So just some of the cool things that happened on this day in history. And again, that is brought to you by history.com and you can click on this day in history and you can search that. All right, Mike, are you ready to head back to now? Let's go
1: back to the future. Go back
0: to now. (laughs) So Mike, I have to tell you, I, uh, Angela bought me this really cool book for Christmas and it is a it's a, it's terrible dad puns I think is what it is I think Ooh, that's what it is. What kind of reading? Oh, it was I I just read a couple of them and actually I put the book down like this is stupid. She picked it up and she read one and she laughed so hard at herself and I'm she's like see you think it's funny. I'm like no, you reading it and thinking that it is as funny as it is is what's funny. That's what's funny. She's got a good sense of humor. She probably laughs at my jokes. Uh, yeah. You know, Jamie Ziegler says she rolls her eyes when it comes to this time of the program.
1: Well, she's such an angelic lady. I don't know.
0: Uh, oh. Yeah. I don't think she's angelic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So, what do you got over I see you holding
1: your phone up. Well, uh, the art book I-, I read did not include a final chapter. You draw your own conclusions.
0: <laughs> Seriously? mike mike
1: uh you're reaching for a button over there i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> okay this is one i've always i mean this is one i've really wondered about over the years why is it called a hot water heater it is really a cold water heater yeah that's a good question the cold water
0: it's like I, I keep calling it a hot water tank yeah or a hot water heater
1: yeah, it's just a uh, water heater. It's something like uh, ATM machine. You're saying automated teller machine machine. Yeah. Yeah, It, does, like it just
0: doesn't make sense.
1: Just does not make sense. What else you got? I know you got well, a couple of Well, I watched a Rabbit uh, 5K. A rabbit. It was a hair-raising experience. <laughs> Oops, sorry, wrong button. There we go. Uh, you know, I was told the watermelons can't get married. However... No one said they cantaloupe. He's laughing too hard over here, folks, (laughs) at these jokes. He can't keep up. I went to my first salsa class last night. How was it? Um, Well, I looked like a bloody idiot because I walked in with a huge bag of Doritos. You need tortitos, (laughs) not
0: Doritos.
1: Yeah, I don't think you got the point. No, I did. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, well, I might be about all I have for today Wait, what uh okay three thousand twenty seven years from today, life will either be really good or really bad. it's fifty fifty okay on that <laughs> note,
0: thank you guys for listening to our first podcast of twenty twenty three Mike we are closing in on two years. We started in march of twenty one Twenty one and twenty two. We're closing in. Yes. Was it in twenty twenty? No, it was twenty twenty one. We started. I think, I think. it was twenty twenty. Yeah. Yes. So we're closing. Yeah, that's right. Because we've only done the one one birthday so far. So yeah. So we're closing in on uh, getting ready to start our second year. Thank you all very much. We couldn't do it without you, and we love the fact that some of you listen. Um, <laughs> and if you're not listening, you should. That's right. Be here. Be square. Same bat channel. Sam. Same bat time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again from Mike and I. And uh, have a good 2023, Mike.
1: Yay!